0: So Graham, yes, I I suffered a uh, a tragedy this weekend. Oh no! Uh, what happened? A gaming tragedy. Okay. Um, I I was playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons, the game okay. came out a couple months ago. Playing on the hardest it, difficulty for the oh, campaign. Oh,
1: the Tie Fighter one? That's correct. That's right. Okay. Okay.
0: So, you know, playing on the hardest difficulty, about halfway through, uh, and then somehow i think i think the like resume the game and start new game buttons are oh, like no. right next to each other and i was just like just finished up some multiplayer i was like all right i'll i'll kind of like do campaign and so i like i moved over and thought i was clicking resume game but really i was clicking like hey start the game over uh and then like you know when you just like tap Without really thinking, and at the last minute you realize you're tapping. I saw that I was tapping away all my progress. I said no, and I tried to like I tried to like force close the game to see if it would save my progress, but uh, it did not. I lost. For some reason, if you start a new game, it wipes away like all the records of your previous.
1: That's lame. Yeah,
0: it was really lame. I'm not happy about it. So.
1: Did like, you lose any of your multiplayer progress? No,
0: no, no. Which is...
1: Okay, that's good at least.
0: I would have rather lost that. I think.
1: Was there like. any kind of like chapter select?
0: Well, there, that's the thing. Like so there is like as soon as you beat a level, you have available okay. chapter select. But I guess when you start a new game, they just go, no, not anymore. Like it was all gone. Like I literally have to start Aww. over again. So, and I don't ah, know. I don't know if like the game will rec- like recognize that I've already beat it on the hardest difficulty. So I guess I'll just do it over mm-hmm. again. But I'm not. I'm not thrilled. Oh, it was a rough night.
1: That's unfortunate. How are you, Graham? Yeah. Um, no, I'm doing doing well. Doing well. That's um, good. Been. Playing a lot of uh, Genshin Impact. Have I told you about that?
0: Is that a joke, Graham?
1: Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. I, I, I was about to lose my mind if it wasn't a joke. So. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about that. Um, yeah, no, but it's been good. They've had some events lately, so. Um, but I definitely need to make sure I'd make some time for other games too, so. but Yes, uh, it's yeah.
0: hard. It's a hard time of year, sales.
1: Yeah. Sales. Oh yeah, Holidays. I picked up like um, I picked up like three games on sale. I think uh, a couple of them we might do for the podcast, and then I also p- picked up one about learning machine learning in order to communicate with your cat.
0: Uh, sorry, what? Um,
1: yeah. Um, it's a called uh, what's it? While True Learn or something. Yeah. And it's uh, all about, um, yeah, you. it's about machine learning, huh. uh, because your cat is a better programmer than you, and you need to learn how to communicate with it. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and I picked up Aviary Attorney, which I'm looking forward to playing. It's like a, a kind of an Ace Attorney, but with birds. <laughs> Man. Aviary Attorney. I love Japan. Like where where would we? I don't think that's Japan, though. I I don't I don't think it's a Japan. It's an indie. I
0: I just think like any weirdish like any weird game. If a game is weird, it's Japanese. I think that's like like like, that's like a law of of nature. Like you know, like E equals MC squared. Uh,
1: uh, time is relative.
0: Uh, Weird games come from Japan. I just yeah you know. Wow.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's set in 1848 Paris. Um, Yeah, Uh, I'm trying. It's developed by Sketchy Logic. Who is Sketchy Logic? Okay, I'm just gonna quickly look up. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is this is not the game that we are talking about today.
0: Uh, Maybe next time.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe some other time. I'll I'll play it and we'll see how it goes. Oh.
0: I guess we're five minutes in. Should I hit the Should I hit the theme song button?
1: Yeah. 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 Okay, go ahead. All right.
0: Uh hitting the button.
1: Poop. Do 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 do. No oh, man. Okay. That oh, that sounds like um. Do 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 that. Uh, yeah. What is that? What is that? It's...
0: That's that's like some sort of like Beethoven thing, right?
1: I don't. The, the place that I know it from is from Little Blue Riding Hood. Um, what the heck is Little Blue Riding Hood? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, my one... So, story time. Um, my <laughs> uncle had a collection of records, and I had a record player that I was ripping the records for him. Okay. Uh, and... One and so sometimes I would listen to them and sometimes I wouldn't. And he had this collection of novelty records. They were like all these weird songs from all these different from uh, ages, like different decades. And um, one, uh, there was uh, fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Um, and one of them was Little Blue Riding Hood, and it was a a retelling of Little Red Riding Hood, but set in the style of one of those, like, police dramas. So, like, huh. it, it's, um, it's like, this this is a true story. Only the colors have been changed, um, <laughs> like, to preserve the identities of the, the people <laughs> And it's yeah, like it's it's great. But every after they'd say something, and it ended up being something comedic. But they would go burr, 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 like, uh, it it's great. <laughs> you should look hmm. it up. <laughs> Little Blue Riding Hood.
0: You know, Graham. I know you hit the theme song button a couple minutes ago, but like we're on a record here of like most most vamping before the episode starts.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we're doing well. Yeah, I think so I think, too. Uh, we're hitting new records this, this today.
0: Do you want to hear another gaming tragedy I had this week? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So my friend and I were playing uh, Halo Combat Evolved.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, you
0: know, just, you know, uh, chit-chatting, talking like religion, politics, philosophy, as, as one does. Yep. And we're playing on Legendary. And Halo Topics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. playing on to
1: to talk about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, and um, we were on the third mission of Halo Comet Evolved, Truth and Reconciliation. Okay. Where you have to get Captain Keys from like the Covenant and like escort him somewhere. Okay. It was a really hard mission like there were a couple of sections where we were like getting wrecked. And like literally in the last maybe like 5 minutes of the mission, my friend's game freezes. And cool. we can't load, we can't like reset the checkpoint. Uh, nothing's working to get him out of this freeze state. And so, remembering oh. that like Halo Reach had like checkpoints you could load into, I thought, okay, well, at, at the worst case scenario, like we can back out, load a checkpoint. Um, but yeah. you can't in Halo Combat Evolved. So, uh, we lost all our progress.
1: So, for that level? For that level. So it's like ah.
0: the nice thing is we can just skip the level, but we won't get the achievements for it. So,
1: yeah. Yep.
0: That's too bad. It's been a rough week.
1: I'm trying to think if if I ever like deleted a save by accident or something. I feel like oh, I think there was one time that I borrowed a game from a friend. Oh, Graham! I borrowed. I was. I think it was Fire Emblem for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, and I played a bit of it, like half an hour of it, and then somehow reset his save data. Nice, and then just passed it back to him and didn't say thanks, anything. man. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, there was um, uh, actually also Fire Emblem. Uh, I I had almost beaten Fire Emblem. On the DS. Uh, Shadow Dragon. It was the remake of the first game. And I never beat it. I had gotten like close to the end. And then stopped playing for some reason. And then whatever. And then I, I, uh, a friend wanted to borrow it. So I lent it to the friend. And they they played through the entire game again. Uh, and stopped right before the end. And they are like, hey, here you go. You can beat it now. And I never did.
0: Graham, I think you've told that story before. Oh, did I? I think so. Not that I'm complaining. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm making, just a, a I am a
1: goldfish. I am a human you, goldfish. You've also fish. said that before. Yes. Yes. But I also, I I do say <laughs> that. I do say that. This is, this is my uh, life. Yeah, man. Have I remember I told you about Genshin Impact? <laughs> Graham,
0: uh, I remember when, one time as a, as a young lad. You know, my friends and I would okay. get together and like trade Pokemon. Okay. And uh you know, like this was probably like silver, gold, crystal, and and okay, I didn't yeah, I yeah. didn't have like link cables and like a second Game Boy or like the older games. So my one friend had Pokemon Pokemon Red. So I was like, Oh great, I'll mm-hmm. just like start a new game, uh get Bulbasaur right as my starter. Okay. and and then and then trade him over. And then I didn't realize at the time that I was when you trade it saves. So I saved over his entire oh, save file. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I can't remember if I told him or not. Uh... I probably did. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> those are dark days, you know. Uh Pokémon save files. Well, the Room VR has 3 save files. It does. Which is ironic yeah, which is convenient. Yeah, I guess so. Why why is it ironic? Cuz like why would you ever play it again? <laughs> I guess like if you had multiple people playing it at the same time. Like multiple family members.
0: <laughs> That's very fair.
1: That also that wanted to play the the Room VR. Um yeah, actually. So, speaking of the game, so we've we've hit a record high of of twelve minutes. Should I hit the we button should... again? No, no, no. Use the theme song button. Boop. <laughs> All right, go go ahead. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. So, I have a little bit of prior experience with the room. Wait, I we didn't the we, first one. We
0: didn't introduce ourselves.
1: Oh. Oh Sorry. gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should hit the button again. Okay.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And this is the Velvet Room Review, which I already said. Um,
1: and I'm Graham. <laughs> have I told you
0: about Genshin Impact? No. <laughs> uh, uh, just <laughs> just c-
1: c- cut the credits. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Okay. Um, and, and today we're going to be talking about uh, The Room VR. Uh, I think it's called A Dark Matter is mm-hmm. the subtitle. Um this is uh a sequel to a like a pretty popular mobile game series called mm-hmm. The Room. Um and is for VR, which we both own and we've been meaning to talk about VR games kind of um for a while.
1: Uh I think did we talk about Batman?
0: I think we did kind of like uh and super hot. We did like a mm-hmm. just like a general like games we've been playing. But uh this is the first one I think we've done like a full analysis on, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Graham, yeah. you were saying, you've played The Room before.
1: I have played the first one on mobile many years ago, and I quite enjoyed it. It was a little spooky, but, um, it had a wonderful, like, puzzle box aesthetic to it, and then I thought it was nifty. Yeah. Um, so when I saw it was VR, I was like, oh, that, that looks pretty cool, and we Should give it a shot, yeah. My first
0: um, my first experience to it was actually, um, from like a, a let's play on YouTube. Uh, okay, I watched it
1: like the VR one, or no, of, the, of
0: just the what's the word? The first game,
1: the, okay. So it was like
0: just a, a blind playthrough, and so I watched that. I actually did pick it up on mobile, it was on sale for like a dollar fifty or something, so I picked it up, mm-hmm. uh, played a little bit of it. But then uh, after after like watching the let's play, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if that's on the like the PlayStation, because it's got that like you know puzzle, puzzle solving mm-hmm. it looks pretty neat, pretty fun." Um, and so then I saw it was on VR. I said, "Oh, cool! This just came out." Um, of course, it was a little expensive, so I held off another time. And then we kind of later discussed the possibility of, of picking it up. So I played it on yeah. PlayStation, and I believe you played it on
1: Oculus. Oculus Rift S. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um Okay, uh
1: how how do you like the Oculus gram? I'm I'm still getting used to it. Okay. Um VR is something I still haven't gotten my my VR legs, to okay. be perfectly honest. Okay. Um I actually just playing it this time found some of the IP vipa whatever that like the eye adjustment settings okay and managed to properly adjust it for my eyes uh and that made a big difference because i always felt like i always feel like my feet are in the floor when i play vr okay um that would be like i don't feel like i'm tall enough which is a problem i experience in my regular life but (laughs) um yeah it's and sometimes I have di- difficulty, like uh, I get headaches, yeah. or I get nauseous. Yeah. Um, and so I've had I've had my headset for eight months, six six to eight months, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I mainly use it for Beat Saber, and Superhot, and yeah, now the room. Um, but I had I had some. V- Bad early experiences with VR, and like Batman Arkham. <laughs> no, that was actually pretty and good. And the Joker room. Oh gosh, that was so cool. That was so cool, though. Oh, that was. I was so like, I don't remember what we talked about, but it, I'll I'll repeat it again because like I was so afraid to turn around. Yeah, and that was so exciting. Yeah. Um, like because like every time you looked a different direction the room changed in large or small ways yeah and it was so cool um this game thankfully wasn't super spooky there were there were some points where i would like close one eye so it wasn't yep. quite 3d scary yeah but um yeah it uh, like the mummy the mummy was a little spooky.
0: Yeah, that definitely was probably the spookiest part of the game. Because yes, because you just you just expecting
1: you're you're expecting it to to rise up, yeah, or or jump scare you, yeah. But uh, the game doesn't jump scare, which I appreciated. Um, yeah. So I don't remember we were really talking about it before that, but it's yeah. So it's a, the room VR. Oh, in my experience with VR, yeah. So i'm I had to play it over like four or five sessions, I think mm-hmm um, maybe more, uh because I would get a little nauseous or i would my eyes would start to hurt. um, it also like the game felt kind of fuzzy to me. I don't know if it did so for you. um, I found it there was it wasn't super clear. Maybe that's just my headset or whatever. Uh,
0: yeah, I mostly noticed that like when trying to read text. Mm. Like the pieces of paper, I, I I had to like close an eye or like really angle it properly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I felt I had, I had to like hold it a certain distance away from my face so it would yeah. be in focus. Yeah. And I felt so old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Cause I'm like, oh, this is why people do that. <laughs> to find like the the right depth of field, yep. ocular like positioning distance yep. in order to to properly have the text in focus. Uh <laughs> but um
0: We are getting older. Yeah, after
1: I adjusted Yeah, I'm getting older every day. Um after I properly adjusted it, it was better. So, um, and yeah, how do you find VR, Matt?
0: Um, I, I do enjoy playing in VR. I think, I'm not sure. I've played the Oculus once, I think. Um, and, and the issue I have with PSVR, there's two major issues that I think are really holding the PSVR back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The first thing is the cables. Uh, especially when playing Beat Saber, it's a nightmare. Um, if you don't position the mm. cables correctly, they can really mess you up. Second, yeah. secondly, um, I don't know if it's because of how tall I am, but uh, like the way that the the PSVR m- tracks your movement is the lights on the Move controllers and the headset. Mm-hmm. And so often, when I wanted to hold something in my in front of my face right? You bring up the move controller mm-hmm. to where your headset is, and that really throws off the VR tracking. And so, like, your hand jumps mm. around, or your or your face jumps around, and it's very disorienting.
1: Ooh.
0: Um, and I don't know if Ooh, Oculus... I
1: don't want my face to jump around.
0: <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know if Oculus has that problem, uh, but it was certainly a, a problem I kind of faced pretty frequently. Uh, there are other moments where I had, yeah. like, like, when you had to, like, lift a lock-up or something like that, I had to, like, crouch down reset my no sorry stand up tall reset my positioning and then like go lower and then lift it up because like i literally couldn't my my hand would go out of the the camera Ah. staying in my like perfect vision so like the other solution to that is like just move farther away which is only so feasible um based on like how much room you have in your unit or cable that there is on the PSVR. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I Uh, really like my VR. Um, I, I tend to get, I tend to get motion sickness only when playing a game where like, I am not in control of the movement. So Mm -hmm. like, uh, games like the room VR where you can just teleport and like slightly move. Perfect. Other games like like Skyrim VR or like uh, like probably Star Wars Squadrons, playing that in VR would be incredibly disorienting because my body f- thinks it's mm. supposed, to be mo- supposed to be moving because my peripheral vision is moving, but I'm not. So I don't tend to do well in those scenarios. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. I think The Room VR is probably one of the better VR games I've played. Uh, I wouldn't call it the best. Because that title belongs to Beat Saber. But um, I really enjoyed it. I think it has uh, a great atmosphere. Uh, it has uh, very, very, um, very beautiful graphics. Graphically, VR games don't tend to look that great. Uh, this one, I think, kind of stood out as looking looking pretty good. Um, yeah, it
1: had a good uh, style. Mm -hmm.
0: And it was very engaging. I was very engaged throughout the the playthrough. Mm. Um, So, uh, yeah, like, um, from a puzzle game perspective, um, Mm -hmm. like, they didn't overload you with too many, like, items at once. It was pretty linear, like, you have to do this, then to do this. But they didn't necessarily also, like... Force your hand any which way. Um, they kind of, and and that's the nice thing, like with VR, when you have like specific points you can be in each map, you know that what you're looking for is in one of those areas, right? Imagine like you had the ability to walk around the church, right? You'd just be walking around forever, and it would ruin, yeah, it would ruin the uh, enjoyment of the of the of the game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they limit the possibility space of. Like how many possible actions you can have. Um, which definitely helped you not get lost. Uh mm-hmm. I, I found actually it was it was really smooth in terms of like the puzzles. Like it it had this wonderful cascading feeling to it. Yep. Of you turn you turn one thing and this thing opens and then oh I can use that there and it's um this wonderful like connecting the dots feeling to it. It's uh, it was great. Um, I even though like, you your hand could almost tell what you could interact with as well. It was almost like a, like when your pointer changes to a hand when you hover over something interactable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the game you like your hand would open up more when you could uh, interact with something. Uh, pre- yeah, I believe sure. that's
0: right. I believe that's right.
1: Yeah. So, um. For the most part, and it also had a built-in hint system, which I, had, sorry, I no, used on... Oh, hint system, uh, yes. Yeah, which I used on a couple occasions. Yeah, I really like that um, hint
0: system a lot, actually. Mm, um, it's like
1: Professor Layton, actually.
0: I I had played, but uh, I'll take your word for it, because you're, tr- mm-hmm. you're a trustworthy guy. Um, but uh, no, like I like the hint system because it's like a three-tiered system. So, like, the lowest tier is going to give you just a general hint. The second tier might be a bit more direct. The third hint is going to, like, give you the answer. But, -hmm. like, in a moment where you're, like, okay, I've kind of looked at everything. I don't really know what to do. You can pull down the hint tab and be, like, it'll say something like, hey, this mirror can maybe reveal something else in the room. And then you know, okay, I need to be doing this kind of around, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily get the answer right away. You just get a, a kind of nod in the right direction. Which I really liked.
1: Yeah, because sometimes you just need a put. You just need like a little push. Yeah. Uh, like oh, I can't figure out like what's how to do this, and it's like maybe there's something here that could help you. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's helpful. It's uh, it uh, and it also doesn't put you down for needing to use the end.
0: <laughs> um, it also times you out. So if you, like, solve something or use a hint, you can't get another hint right away. You have to wait, like, 30 seconds or, or 45 seconds, mm-hmm. basically to, you know, allow, allow you not to brute force the game and, and, and process kind of uh, your discoveries, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, I think another thing that I enjoyed about the game is kind of, maybe this is part of vr but i think the other games did it too is a sense of physicality with uh like what you can manipulate like you're never just like pushing buttons on a keypad or something you're lifting you're pulling you're twisting yeah bopping it you're you pop it uh, <laughs> you, you bop it you pull it you twist it
0: shake um, it i don't know what yeah pass it
1: i, I don't you you dunk it you you drop it drain it i don't know there's there's all sorts of different verbs that you perform and and some of and some of them are like i didn't find any of them were like too strenuous right um there were a couple interactions that i found a little bit finicky like when you have to pull on ropes um oh okay like when you had to pull ropes one direction or the other, I found it, I was expecting to like, I grab on with one hand and then I pull it down and then I grab on with the other hand and let go and pull. And I found it actually worked better if I did like a, like a pull down, like your, um, like pull down and let go in one fell stroke and it'll kind of, the momentum will carry it. Right. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I loved how how physical everything was. How you could you could like move around it, and you could look, and you could uh, and even like with some of your like special abilities, being able to peer inside of objects to look at their inner mechanisms. And it's mm-hmm. there were some really clever, just physicality based puzzles. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it did really well. Like uh, like the church organ one. No, I, I actually,
0: yeah, that, that one was interesting because it's like I, I, I knew the general like, okay, I get the concept here that you spin it around, you get small and you move over, but like mm-hmm. it took, it took me quite a bit actually to figure out like how to get to the, the place where I needed to get. Um, yes. That was one of probably the, I think the church was probably the more difficult levels in the game um
1: yeah i found the witch's hut to be the most difficult i actually
0: really liked the witch's hut. And
1: i think i was also a little tired at that oh i liked it i liked it um actually i don't think that there was a stage in the game i didn't like Mm-hmm. so yeah
0: um yeah each each level has really good um like atmosphere and like uh it's also very unique like you go from like uh Detectives' office to an Egyptian museum to a Catholic church to a literal a witch's hut, um, <laughs> and it's just very, very like unique, but also like each yeah, each...
1: It's not not fire ice level kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not your generic.
0: Yeah, any and each one is like very well presented, and like the puzzles uh, in them make sense. Um, I like I like the witches a lot because like you had to brew some potions, and mm-hmm. I like that kind of like process and and the methodology behind it. So, um, so yeah, um, I think if I were to make any negative comments about the game itself, uh, I would say it's probably a little short for forty dollars. Um, I feel like it could have used yes. one more big puzzle. Uh, but yeah, that's probably what would be my my I negative think point for like it.
1: for like the twenty five dollars I think I got it on sale for um, twenty five or thirty dollars. I can't remember completely, but like I felt that was a bit better. And I know VR games are difficult to work. Like VR games take a lot of effort, so
0: yeah, and they're generally uh they they are generally half the price of a regular retail game. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, so and
1: I think, like, how many sessions? Like, I think that's the thing. Like for me, it took because I could only play for so long. It took me a good number of sessions. Like, I think the church took me two sessions. The witch took me two, and I played through the Egyptian in one. Um, so I think it was five sessions. I did. Is is. That, Is there another world level I'm missing?
0: So there's a tutorial area, Egyptian, church, witch's hut, then the desert
1: section, which I
0: don't really, I would consider like an epilogue. It's not really even like a puzzle.
1: Yeah. So I did it in five sessions then. One for the first level and prologue, two for the church, two for the witch's hut and prologue and, and epilogue. So like that was, that was a good amount of content. Uh, for me because I did it in you know five sessions. Um I felt like I got my money's worth. Um uh, that's that's how I felt at the end of it at least.
0: Yeah I think I think the sale price was good. I think regularly priced it is forty dollars. I'm gonna I'm that, gonna double check that. That's a little that.
1: harder to swallow.
0: I'm gonna double check that. Uh I think it's like
1: forty three uh Canadian. So yeah, it's um, it's one of those weird things where VR games have a higher price tag. I guess just because it's a new product and they need to, well, it's an emerging technology, right? And it takes more time and more effort to to do that. Like, I think Super Hot. Super Hot was like forty bucks as well, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I wonder if
0: um. Like, I would argue that, I don't know, like, are they, like, subsidized <laughs> at all? Because I feel like, obviously...
1: Some of them are, I think. I, I would assume
0: like, so, because, like...
1: There's like, the Canada Media Fund.
0: Well, like, even by Sony to to encourage... Like, I wonder if, um, hmm. if Sony takes a lesser cut because they're doing PSVR games. Because, like... Again, like, look at Iron Man VR, which is... Like pr- one, their flagship VR title for this year, that was $55. And hmm. again, I have to assume that, like, because they had to pay a licensing fee for Iron Man, uh, obviously, the devs to, to make the game, and it's probably you know, no lesser of a development cycle than any AAA non VR game. Hmm.
1: Uh, well, it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'd... a completely different way of interacting with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah. So. Um, I know that, like... Uh, it's always nice when you have non-violent ways to interact with the video game world. <laughs>
0: um, oh, man. Sorry, I am just I was looking at the price and I saw Temtem coming soon to PS5. Coming in August. Oh, August cool. of 2020. Wait, no, that's August 2020. That's not possible because August 2020 has already passed. Is that December? <gasps> is that is that in two days uh oh uh
1: oh you don't you don't have a PS5 though
0: it's only coming to PS5 no
1: Grandma'm actually it's in- only coming to PS5 I'm actually in
0: tears right now oh.
1: what no no isn't it coming to switch two or something yeah but next year <laughs> it's coming to PS5 <laughs> in two days. Why? Uh
0: I'm not a fan of that. I'm actually super upset now. I don't know if I can continue. They're gonna make me get it on Steam, aren't they?
1: You just gonna to delete your save file. <laughs> okay. Uh
0: like I I know they do a lot of like experiences in VR. Like there's the Spider Man experiences, the mm. there's the Kingdom Hearts experience. Um and I have to just assume that Sony foots, foots the bill for that. Yeah. Right. Because
1: um, it's it's a it's a showcase piece. Yeah.
0: Okay. The room is forty dollars. You
1: played for an hour and then, yeah, you play it for an hour and then you're like, oh, that's cool, and then you let your uncle play it. Your uncle kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I actually kind of like that VR games are cheaper. Like, um, I, that's a huge incentive More for me. No, they're cheaper. VR games are cheaper.
1: Oh, then like a full price, yeah. like $80 game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um like there's a couple of ones out there that I really want to get. Like uh the Vader series I wanna I wanna check out.
1: Oh yeah, I wanna check that out too. Uh
0: I picked up Astrobot Rescue oh. Mission. I haven't started playing it yet, but um yeah. Again, there are just certain games that like I really want to play. But uh I don't know. It's just like they're very they're very customized experiences, right? Like you're not mm-hmm. they offer something that a regular game can't really offer, generally speaking, or literally speaking. So um, I do try and pick some up when I can, um, and and when something you know intrigues me. So, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, Temtems. VR so.
1: games. Oh yeah, Temtems, Add Tem. <laughs> why are they doing this to me? No, I'm thinking of Undertale. Why, why? It's uh Yeah, pushing pushing that uh pushing that PS five exclusivity. Uh, but
0: that's gotta be on Temtems part. Because like Sony's not doing that with any other title except for Demon Souls. Bug No, Bug is on PS4. Oh it is? I'm almost certain. Let me double check. I I thought I saw it on the store today.
1: I thought it was just for PS... Oh, no, it's PS4 and PS5.
0: See, you can get the snacks, (laughs) but you can't get the tem. Excuse me, Sony? What's going on? Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Bug snacks. 307 owners on PlayStation profiles for the PS4 version. 10,000 for the PS5 version. Looks like an easy platinum. 15 hours. I'll be picking it up. Mm -hmm. But it goes on PlayStation Plus one day.
1: <laughs> a couple years from now.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. I think I'm over Temtem. Maybe actually, is a trophy list yeah. come out
1: for Temtem? Yeah. Pronounce. Cool. Gonna that up. Yeah. Uh, it's just a. Uh, it's on. It's on temporary hold. Okay, Graham.
0: Haven't I suffered enough with this, Graham?
1: But with uh, my the loss of with with Temtem puns. <laughs> with the loss of Temtem, yeah, it's a. Uh, It's uh it's just my, my attempt to uh, cheer you cram, up. Cram, cram. <sighs> yeah.
0: No. I'll try to think of a better pen, but I can't. <laughs> no. I'm gonna oh no. Uh, uh you already said
1: you already used it. He's kind got that punny temperament. Okay. <sighs> not not
0: <laughs> My body temperature is rising uh, with all my anger.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not, not the best one.
0: Oh, Graham. Okay, the Room VR. Um, what, yeah, yeah. What, um, what did you think of the overall story, uh, of the world, of the world, of the Room VR?
1: Um, I mean, there wasn't really too much. It was, it was kind of a eldritch. Oh, people learn too much, kind of story, or seeking out answers that shouldn't have been sought out, and there's some guy who's telling you to go through these places and do these things but the witch is like ah he's a bad guy so you should you should listen to me instead and then it pulls a Bioshock infinite at the end and I, it's actually and then and then it ends
0: I actually really like that scene
1: at the end with all the other thingies yeah
0: because like because so the game's like um sets up this premise that like you're a detective lo- looking into these mysteries these disappearances, and this shadowy figure Mm traps you in this other dimension, in this other element, elemental world, and you kind of hop through time to solve puzzles and solve disappearances. And, like, this other figure is kind of, like, supposedly working with you, but in the Witch's Hut, you realize he's actually working against these people, and, like, he's purposely trapping their souls for his nefarious purposes, and he's only using you Mm -hmm. to get access to some place or something yeah. and in the end you end up defeating him and he pays for his hubris and you free the souls of like the people who you uh, were like reliving their last moments in the puzzles and like as the game ends you see like all these other tables of other souls being freed and i actually thought hmm. that was really like empowering of oh, like okay of like oh this guy is like really bad like he's done this to a lot of people and like we did a lot of good right um hmm. so i thought it was a pretty neat sequence
1: okay i see i don't think i fully understood what that was representing so
0: i mean that's my interpretation of it i could have a incorrect interpretation yes
1: but. no that that's fair um yeah it's the game does this interesting thing with its storytelling in that like you get you get scraps of paper that are either like notes left behind by the the lost people or notes from the traveler. I can't remember what they call him. But, um and then you have to like look through the page, like beyond the page and you get to see like a little, I don't know if it was like an FMV, like full motion video of the people, the actors, or if it was like a 3D model, but you get to see them, act out some little scene and then they whoosh disappear mhm but uh it it was neat cuz it um it's just a little spooky but it uh, it allowed for some some interesting little little vignettes so yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty nifty um the game does a lot of environmental like interesting environmental details mhm like the the environments, while limited, are fairly detailed. Like you've got the the witch's hut, the um, the Egyptian thing, and the church, and like each of them kind of tell you're almost like unveiling a story. Yeah. As you unlock the puzzle. Yeah. Like um, with, I think like the, the the like the church. There's this whole. Riddle about nights, and they they got waylaid at a certain time of night. Um, or like the Egyptian, you're you're slowly uncovering this mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always working towards something, and I think that's something that's it well done. Like you're always you know where you need to end up, and uh, like because of that there is a driving force to the game. Yeah. Um, And it makes, it makes unveiling things and uncovering things more satisfying because you know that it's working towards something. Yeah. You're like, uh, it's, it's the, Oh, there's a hole here. And if, Oh, I just unlocked a key by doing this unrelated thing. And I bet that key goes there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a discovery. So,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. Again, it's like, like I don't know. Have you ever done an escape room before, Graham?
1: Once, I think. Okay,
0: I've done them a couple uh, of I times.
1: Can, I've done at least once. I don't. It it, it is a uh, yeah I, yeah.
0: I I get mad when I do escape rooms <laughs> because I feel like we should be able to escape, and then sometimes we don't escape. And I think the biggest issue with escape rooms is that. You could be working on a puzzle, but not have the correct pieces, mm-hmm. uh, just because like you didn't flip over the chair or something really odd like that. Sometimes the puzzles are too, too obscure, or or you don't know where you're going, like that you're going wrong, or like you're in, a, in you're working on something that's not even a puzzle potentially, like and that the room VR doesn't mm-hmm. have that problem. Yeah, partly because again, because they they select where you can stand. But also, you you can very clearly see. Oh, I can't interact with this item. Uh, it's got a keyhole. Yes. Or I can't twist it. Or I twist it and it does nothing. Um. And you can, again, recognize you're on the wrong path, and then that's very important for a puzzle game, right? Because otherwise, you're just going to drive yourself insane. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: Like there were very few moments where I was genuinely stumped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I would never say like. Probably because we had the hint system, but I would never say I was stumped. I was just kind of like, "Well, okay, I, I've done like I've I've used my last item, and I'm not really sure where to go next." Like that's probably the, the most stumped I got, of like I really just I don't know where to go next because I've I've done all the, mm. the things I feel like I can do. So and then he's pull the hint tab down. Yeah. Goes hey, go check that thing out. Go check out that corner.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a well done game. It's it. It's like clockwork.
0: Like it's, is that a uh, saying it's or a game? Little
1: clockwork toy. Hmm.
0: Was that like a
1: saying? Oh or a no, like like a saying, like a, say, like, a <laughs> like the idea of like a like a clockwork mechanism or a Rube Goldberg machine, where like hitting one thing causes another right. thing to fall into place. Um, have you seen the Rube group? You've surely seen a Rube Goldberg machine. No, uh, it's like the tennis ball rolls down the ramp and hits the row of dominoes. And oh,
0: okay, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Back to the Future, most famous one probably. Um, Where,
1: <laughs> yeah, have you not seen Back to the Future? I know I've seen Back to the Future. It was a few years ago. Okay, now. so in the beginning of Back um,
0: to, in, in the beginning of the Back to the Future, Marty Marty enters Doc Brown's home, and he sets mm-hmm. off one of those machines that that gives Einstein his dog food.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would that would. I don't. I have no recollection. That's okay. But yes, uh, that would that would be uh, the same kind of thing. Um. Oh gosh, I was thinking of. I was thinking of another example of a Rube Goldberg machine. I cannot remember it now. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of feeling that this game gives me. Yeah. So, I think that's a. I don't think the, the, the sound design was good. Sound design was there was there was a few moments where I was a little freaked out by the sounds. Yep. Oh, um, Sorry There's, yeah, go for it.
0: I was going to say, in the witch's hut when you do like the last set of puzzles you hear footsteps and like doors creaking. That's exactly like, what I was going to say. Like, oh
1: no, oh no. <laughs> the like, witch has come to get ah. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's freaky. Yep. Um and there's some delightfully like spooky music at points. Um, it never goes like horror. It's more of just a, a like a thriller kind of. Mm, I'm not I'm not super comfortable about this, but let me stick my hand in the mummy's <laughs> chest. Yeah, or something. Yeah,
0: it's like to me it was very really like Gone Home esque of like mm. I don't know what kind of game this is. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know if it's going to be jump scary, if it's going to be a horror game, or if it's just going to be, like, a creamy atmosphere, because it's that uncertainty, right? If I knew for certain, you know, the mummy's going to jump out or whatever, I'm like, well, it's not going to hurt me, because I don't have any guns to shoot it with or something like that, but just not mm. knowing,
1: not knowing, you know. Yeah, not knowing, and, like, there's the tentacles... Mm-hmm. And you just you just don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, like you don't want them to get anywhere near you. It's
0: true. It's a good way to live life.
1: Uh, yeah, stay away from most tentacles. Yes.
0: Is there any tentacles that you wouldn't stay away from, Graham?
1: Um, I mean, like sushi. I
0: don't like sushi, but uh, um, I'll allow it.
1: I I can. Like uh I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't wanna I don't necessarily want to like pet an octopus. Yeah. That's not that's not on my bucket list. Yeah, but that,
0: that's a reasonable thing to fear or not wanna do. Yeah. That's uh that's your lesson for today, folks. The moral of the episode uh tentacles are disgusting.
1: And usually usually dangerous.
0: Usually usually dangerous. Um, if I if I learned anything from Return of the Oberdin, it's that anything with tentacles is an Apex Predator, no matter its size. Um <laughs> yeah, how would you rate this game, Graham? And would you recommend it?
1: I would definitely recommend it. I'd have to give it an auto. I don't think there's any other one that I could like it's just the most fitting uh of being a detective and like uh, yeah, like it's that that feeling of being a de- detective, yeah. you're the prince detective, it's, and yeah,
0: yeah, it's a very, it's a very,
1: it's, it's a very Persona Four game. It's
0: it's it does the the satisfaction of puzzle solving very very well. Yes, um, and and some games don't get that right um, when they should, so it does it very well, yeah. consistently well for the four to five hour runtime. So I too would recommend it on mm. on sale. $25 or less I think is a very apt price for a technically advanced game of this length. And I would too give it a, a Naoto and yeah, uh, yes. I
1: think I think my only concession would be like there is sometimes some kind of spooky semi-occult stuff. Right. Like not full on like tarot cards or anything like that but it's like there's there's a witch, and a witch's hut, and you brew a potion. Uh, it's it doesn't really go much beyond like the campy Halloween spooky. Yeah,
0: it's like it's just like fitting the atmosphere.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, no, there are tarot cards. What am I talking? Yeah, about? but are they real tarot cards? Um, I don't think
0: they're real tarot cards though. Like they're they just look like tarot.
1: Cards. I mean, I recognized some of the names because persona. Um, <laughs> yeah. That 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 was my intro. <laughs> yeah, it's like that.
0: it's like as about as ho- uh, like a cult as Hocus Pocus the movie, which is probably like ten times I worse. Can't
1: speak to that, but I'll uh, I'll take your word for it.
0: Yeah. So again, the nice thing is, it's like you play it in isolation, so there's no like, yeah, there's no like yeah, NPCs. there's no there's
1: no jump scares, there's no like blood or gore. Yeah, it's fairly, it's family friendly aside from the occult. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. But over the overall, like, it's it's a great game. I would recommend it. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad we Did we, we play Oprah this year? Wait, Graham. Is, is that a joke?
1: No. <laughs> Graham, we played it like two months ago. It was like it was like September, it right? It was September. Okay. Oh. Well, there's gonna be a a, a battle for um. The nauto Care c- category uh, this year at the Velveties.
0: Well, let's give it to what everyone has the most kind of cost. Matt,
1: I am, I am a goldfish. Just, 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 just. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: I, yeah. I don't mean to judge. I'm just, I, I'm just surprised. That's all. I'm
1: not. I'm not. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We. <laughs> I can usually remember what games we played for the podcast. I'm usually pretty good for that.
0: You know, Graham. This is it's, um, this is going to
1: be it's everything else in life.
0: This is going to be a treasure to you for like this podcast because, like,
1: yes, I can. Re- I can. You can. I can look you back can relive what games I played. Yeah, you can relive it
0: and be like, oh yeah. If I need to remember that game, I could just listen to myself, remember it, or forget about it.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's like it's like playing it again for the first time when I listen to oh, listen man. to the old podcast episodes. Oh man. Sometimes sometimes I listen to the old podcast episodes and predict what I'm about to say. And <laughs> usually I get it wrong.
0: It's it's interesting, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't listen to myself too often. Yeah. But uh, That's probably good. But when I do it's uh it's a, it's a, enjoyable. <laughs> I actually i don't i don't have that issue. I'm not trying to sound narcissistic here. I don't have that issue of like not liking to hear my own voice. Like I've gotten used to hearing my own voice. Right. So, it doesn't bother me. It's such a, to hear it when I'm recording. It's such a
0: weird thing, right? Because like, you literally hear yourself all the time. That's probably one of the the, the, yes. the weirdest things that humans don't like. is because, like, I don't like hearing myself yeah. talk. Like, that's all you ever hear.
1: Well, yeah. Well, because you, you don't hear of your ears. You hear of your bones. <laughs> like
0: That's going to be a great like episode. partially
1: hear of your ears.
0: That's gonna be a great episode name.
1: (laughs) That has nothing to do with the room, though. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, I'm
1: sorry. Do you
0: mean to say like,
1: like you hear in part through your ears, but the but like you hear your voice through your vibrations, right? As as like, like you hear. Yeah. as like
0: the the as the sound is leaving your mouth, it's like a backwards vibration almost. Is what you're saying, and so it sounds
1: different. Yeah, like you hear you hear your voice vibrate in your vocal cords before right. you um, before you hear it with your ears, kind of thing. Right.
0: Yeah, I got, I I got what you're saying. It was just uh,
1: so your voice sounds different.
0: It, it was just a roller coaster of a, of a statement. Yeah, and, and a good roller coaster. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh wow uh,
1: okay wow. well we did it I, well, we're almost at an hour oh,
0: which is fantastical i can't believe it
1: Con- continuously surprised at the length of how much we can talk i'm not gonna lie graham 10 minutes in i thought we were like done <laughs> i mean 10 minutes in, we went we hadn't even started the talk oh i I'm
0: meant I'm at 10 minutes after i started oh I 10, hit, minute, hit the ten interrupt- minutes after the vamp yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. but yeah um yeah, the the year is coming to a close, so we have uh yeah. one more regularly scheduled episode to come out. Um actually we're gonna have a couple episodes in quick succession. Um
1: well, we've got the velveties coming up are we gonna, soon-ish. Are
0: we gonna try and fit in the other one before the Velvetees? We We probably could.
1: Uh we we'll, I've I've got some thoughts on that. Okay, but, cool. Um Yeah. There, there's either going to be one or two more episodes yeah. before the end of the year.
0: Absolutely, there will be the Velvetees. S- yes. S- secondly, there may be yeah,
1: that Yeah, that is that is a for sure.
0: Yes. Um, because it's not the holiday season without the Velvetees. We're up there with Mariah Carey. No. uh Jim Carey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, and carrying five extra pounds into the New Year's that's where we're at hey uh so yeah please stay tuned as we celebrate our third ever the third annual The
1: third ever <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true it's true it's, it's uh, true <laughs> <clears throat> uh
0: anyways thank you so much for listening again uh i know graham from the list of games we have uh you, uh, you have some friends that have been suggesting some games i'm really excited mm-hmm to perhaps dive into some of those there was one for the ps2 i'm very uh intrigued by um Ooh, yeah <laughs> we'll look into it um, that
1: that that is a that is a possibility it is a it, yeah it so fun fact about that game just as a um a hint i suppose uh-huh. to our listeners uh it's not on how long to beat
0: wow y- like, you know uh, that's a real gem
1: yeah, so it's a it's a, a um a diamond in the rough,
0: <laughs> or more like a rough in the rough.
1: It could. <laughs> it likely is a, a rough in the rough. That's fine, That's but fine. but you know, do you, we'll, do you have a copy? We'll give of it a it? ride and see how it goes. Do you have a copy of it? No.
0: Okay, so we'll be hitting the high seas we'll, we'll for that We'll have to one, procure maybe. one. Um. Allegedly, um, but yes. Please send in your suggestions. We have a whole year's worth of podcasts to fill. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes. Until such time, thank you so much. For yes. Listening. Oh, wait. Did you have something else to add, Graham? Nope. Okay. Uh, until such time, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, you can find us around the internet by searching the Velvet Room Review. And clicking on whatever link uh, you'd like to click on. Um, until such time, I've said that three times. Uh, we will see you next yeah. time. On. Yes. Yeah, see you in the next time. In the next time, time after time, but not in the
1: next time. But not. In the next tim.
0: Not in Temtem because I don't have a PS Five yet. Uh, and yeah. let it be said. Good night.
1: Good night. (laughs) This is such a ramble.